0: Days passed, the sun rose in the east and set in the west. The tiny buds of spring had bloomed into a vast array of colours which dazzled the eyes, supplemented with a delicate coating of morning dew. On the petal of a daffodil, against a stone wall, the tiny specks of water conjoined and grew into a drop of water which tested the strength of the petal's delicate stem. As it grew and the flower drooped to accommodate it, the small bead of water ran to the edge and hung for a second before finally falling onto the rich earth below. All of a sudden, the peace of the morning was broken by the chattering of two small animals, the hedgehog and mole. For the stone wall which the bloom had found as its neighbor was in fact the front wall of a tiny cottage, which was home to these two. Would you like another cup? came a voice from inside the little hovel. Oh, yes, please, the reply sounded. There was a little rustling, the sound of running water and some clanking as a tiny kettle was rested on the hot stove. The Mole had been awake for a few hours his mind a mess of ideas and adventures. Eventually, he had settled on returning to a half-written story he had begun a few weeks before. The story was about a young duck who had run into a dangerous fox. The fox, wily as they commonly are, had set the duckling an impossible task to find the perfect pebble for the perfect mate Then, and only then, or if, for the sake of suspense, would the fox spare the duckling's little life. It was a story which had meant a lot to the Mole as he began to write it, a story which in many ways transcended its obvious meaning. Subtext, he thought. Subtext is the magic in stories. When reading or writing, there's often much more to the tale than the words on the page. There's the assumption, the insinuation, but nothing more powerful than the subjective feelings which a well-crafted tale can impart on the consumer. So, with this in mind, before the hedgehog had woken from her peaceful sleep, he had taken his trusty notepad and favourite pen and committed to adding to the story the duckling and the fox. There you go, the mole said as he handed a black tea to the hedgehog with a smile. Would you like to hear the next part of the tale of the duckling and the fox? The hedgehog's eyes widened and a smile spread over her tiny face. Oh yes please, she said. I want to know what happens next. Does the duckling leave the safety of the river he knows so well in search of the perfect pebble? Does he find it? And if he does, does he find the perfect mate? Does he escape the fox? The mole smiled. He loved writing for the hedgehog and it gave him so much joy to know how much pleasure it brought her. We'll have to see, won't we? He said with a mischievous grin. But first, have you been a good hedgehog? I think so, said the hedgehog sheepishly. She always tried to be good. Yes, I think you've been good enough. Are you sitting comfortably? The hedgehog was sat up in bed, the quilt tucked around her, and a cup of tea cradled in both paws. I am, the hedgehog replied with anticipation. The little duck's small webbed feet paddled wearily onward. He had swum to the end of the river he knew like the back of his wing and had swum with the current past enormous beds of reeds and through dense woodland. The river was wider here, and the current more sedate. As the river broadened, the landscape around it became flat and boggy. The marshland was rich with activity and life. As the sun set each day behind the distant hills, all manner of different sounds came from between the long gla- All manner of different sounds came from between the long grasses and reeds. The booming sound of a reed warbler, the high-pitched squeaking of tiny bats heading out for an evening meal, all animals played together in disjointed and yet somehow harmonious orchestral arrangement. As the dark of the evening crept in, the duckling rested his paddling feet and let the current carry him softly along the river. A screeching caw woke the small duck from his sleep. The brightness of the morning sun reflected off the water and dazzled him, and temporarily blinded him. When the glare had worked itself from his small eyes, he took in his surroundings. Ahead lay just water, on and on, until the curvature of the earth pushed over the horizon. It was a beautiful and awe-inspiring sight, the sun casting a shining golden path from its position on the edge of the great blue dome of the sky to the duck's beak as it lapped some water for refreshment. The water tasted different. It tasted... salty. The small duck couldn't grasp why, or how, the water had changed. He tasted the water again, and it was the same. Salty. How? Then, and only then, did the duck look to his left and right. Water only water. As far as the eye could see. He span around with a quick kick of his webbed feet and in the far distance he saw what he realised only now had been missing. Land. The small duck panicked. He was where no duck had ever been before. Sat on the water far out to sea. With only the most tiny speck of land, his hope for salvation. He kicked his legs stronger now and pushed himself toward the shore. He stretched his wings for the very first time in his life and felt the sea breeze fill them like sails. He flapped once, twice, and felt his body slowly lift from the water. Again, he flapped his wings desperately, trying to stay calm and to re- and to retain, and to retain grace and calm in his movements, for he knew that if he panicked, and he were to try to fly off in panic, he would exhaust himself, and he would tumble from the sky like a stone. He breathed to the rhythm of his beating wings: one, two, one, two, one, two. He was flying. He had never flown before. He had never had the need, and yet, in this moment of need, he had found a way. It was as if fate and destiny had their hands under him and were lifting him skyward, as if they knew he still had work to do. As he rose, he began to grow accustomed to the sensation the breeze coursing through his feathers, the warm currents of air reaching under him and hoisting him up. He felt a sense of freedom he had never before experienced, exhilarated by the danger and fear of the perilous situation, liberated by the feeling of flight as he pitched downward and swooped. Faster, 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 and then up! the tips of his tiny toes tracing delicate lines in the surf. The shore was growing closer. A patchwork of green fields framed the marshy reed beds the small duck had drifted through the night before. And on the horizon, a range of hills, with one sitting prominently in the middle, with a small patch of woodland at its peak. The duck looked at the curved line where the land met the sea, where mud and earth turned to glistening waves by way of wide and curved bays and beaches. From the north, a rain cloud was racing across the sky toward him. The warm thermals, which he had been youthfully dancing in a moment before, began to make way for cool and bracing gusts. It's spring, the small duck thought. I wonder why the weather is always so changeable in spring. It was indeed spring. April, in fact. And no sooner had the duck had the thought, a light rain began to fall. It was time to descend, perhaps to a spot on one of the beaches. The little duck had heard many stories of the seaside. His grandfather had once seen a sandy beach and had recounted his tale to a flock of fascinated and some disbelieving birds. He looked forward to touching down, feeling the soft sand caress his scaly feet, and yet, as he did touch down, no sand was to be seen. Instead, this was a beach of pebbles, millions and millions and millions of them each one different. It was then that the purpose of his adventure came back to him, and the fox's deep voice filled his mind. Keep searching every bank until you find the perfect pebble. You'll know when you find it, because it'll glint up at you in the wet of an April shower. It'll dazzle you beyond words, you will know when you find the right pebble. The duck was excited, for he felt that perhaps he had come to the end of his journey, though also deflated, for there were more pebbles here than any duck could ever hope to inspect by themselves. He began to search. There were fascinating and beautiful pebbles everywhere, and every time he thought he'd found the perfect stone, He would always notice an imperfection. There were large pebbles, small pebbles, round pebbles and pebbles with corners. There were pebbles with beautiful patterns and pebbles with fossilised remains of creatures from a different age. Each pebble had its beauty. Each pebble was perfect in its own way, though none stood out. The duck grew steadily wearier as the hours passed. He would tiptoe across the beach, a few feet at a time, and he would always find beauty, but never the mysterious perfection of which he was searching. The spring rain continued to fall, and the duck stared up at the sky and opened his beaked mouth and tasted the sweet rain water as it trickled down his throat. He had searched long and hard And though he would never give up, he was starting to feel tired. His legs and wings ached, and his eyes stung with the rain. He lowered his gaze to the sea, choppy and powerful, as it churned onto the beach in relentless waves. Then, something happened for the second time on that fateful day. A dazzling light temporarily blinded the duck, and he lifted his wings to cover his face. Instead of from the sun, this was the bright glare of a reflection, for it came from the ground, not three short strides from where the little duck was stood. As his eyes adjusted to the bright gleam, he noticed the reflection from this solitary beam of sunshine was coming from one source – a pebble. He took a step toward it, its bright sparkle ever intensifying. He moved his head sideways on his long neck to move out of its glare, and he saw its magnificence. There, laying amongst the white, grey and black pebbles, was a glistening egg of quartz. Its crystalline composition, radiating the light of the sun. This was the pebble, the perfect pebble. All that remained was to find the perfect mate.